Hello, welcome to the Warriors Arise podcast. Warriors Arise exists to educate and empower women to break free from the labels of their past in order to find hope, passion, and purpose. We pray that this message speaks to you, and if so, we invite you to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And please, be sure to share with your friends. As a fellow warrior, you play an important role in delivering a message of hope and freedom to countless women who desperately need to hear it. We hope you enjoy today's episode on the Armor of God. Hello, and welcome to the Warriors Arise podcast. I'm Susie Hansen, and joining me today is co-founder Stephanie Reed. Hello. How are you today, Stephanie? Hey, Susie, and hello to all of you ladies listening out there today. Yes, thank you so much for joining us, and we are so excited about today's episode. If you've had the opportunity to listen to the series we just wrapped up called The Siege, all about demolishing strongholds in our life. So good. Oh, so good. It is. Well, it was very good. I know it taught us a lot. <laughs> it did teach us a lot. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. You know, you have it to be. shed some light on a lot of strongholds yes. that I didn't realize were strongholds. You know, if you're going to be a teacher of the word, you must first be a student. <laughs> and we are definitely students with all of you ladies out there. Absolutely. We do not have it all together. We are not perfect. And we are works in progress. That's right. (laughs) So, but um, in that series, we did talk about in the first podcast that we have an enemy. Yes. And we talked a little bit about the history of Satan and, and where he comes from and how he attacks God's children. Yes. But the Bible is full of scripture on how we can defend ourselves from our enemy. And one of those is in Ephesians. And we are going to talk today about the armor of God and and the different pieces of the armor and how to suit up Mm -hmm. and and be ready for battle against the enemy. Yeah. Well, you know, this is a topic that, gosh, for those of you who grew up in church, You've learned about this in Sunday school. You've mm-hmm. heard about it. You've watched cartoons about it. You've colored coloring sheets about it. All of the stuff. But we really want it to be more than just a story. Yeah. We want it to be more than just an illustration. Yeah. So we really want to teach you how to, you know, bring an offensive plan to the battle field mm-hmm. instead of always being on the defensive end. And that's really what the armor of God and Susie's all about is how to be ready before the attacks come. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we're going to reference back to the Bible in Ephesians 6, 10, and this is coming from the New Living Translation, and it says, Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on all of the armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers of this dark world, against the evil spirits in the heavenly places. So that's what we talked about in the siege was, you know, what are these evil rulers of the darkness? What are these in this unseen world? Yeah, that can be very confusing. What does all that mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, you've heard that we live in this supernatural world all around us. Yeah. Things that we can't see, touch, or feel, Mm -hmm. but we can be easily influenced by it. Yeah. And that is where Satan comes in. That's Mm -hmm. where he and his fallen angels, his demons, his evil spirits come in, and that's where sin lives. 
Yeah. And so we really want to help you guys understand that the armor of God is such a powerful weapon and it is something that is so easily accessed that we mm-hmm. just have to learn how to use it. Yeah. So that's what we're going to dive into and talk about each piece of the armor of God, what it means, why we have it, and then how to apply it. There you go. That sounds wonderful. So the first piece that we have that we're going to put on is the belt of truth. Mm. Yes, the belt of truth. In John 17, 17, it says, Every other piece of the full armor of God is attached to the belt of truth. So that tells you that's where it starts. That's right. It says every piece is first attached to the belt of truth. If you don't begin with the truth, you'll never defeat the enemy. So that is something that is so, so important because if you think about it from a, this is a silly illustration, but I think about, you know, I don't think people wear them very much anymore, but suspenders. (laughs) (laughs) And so I have this image, you know, you you attach your suspenders to your belt yeah. because it's holding up the rest of your, you know, right. your garments. Well, and the soldiers, the, the, the armor that they put on that Paul is referencing, the belt of truth held up the breastplate. So it kind of supported the yeah. heaviness of the breastplate. Yeah. It was a place where they put their sword and their mm-hmm. dagger. Back in the day, they wore tunics, which was what we would call today a long skirt. Yeah. And to keep from tripping up in battle, they would pull those up and tuck them into their belt. So the belt has a lot of purposes. The belt of truth was very important. And it was kind of like the core of the armor, if you will. Mm -hmm. And and it's the core of our armor as well. Yeah. Because what is the truth? Man, well, we know the truth sets us free. That's for sure. And And it's the word of the truth is the word. Yes. And, and so we have got to have that strapped on for sure. That's good. So from another practical standpoint, it makes me think of people who work in construction. Mm-hmm. All of their tools are on their tool belt. That's right. You know, so the only way to have access to all the tools in the time that they need them, they can't run back and forth to a tool shed. They have to have it strapped on them yeah. in order to be effective and efficient. That's right. And so that is why the belt of truth is so important. You must first Use that as your key weapon. So let's strap on the belt of truth. So how do we do that? Let's talk about that. You first have to pursue the truth on a specific topic, but don't forget to grab hold of scripture, like Susie just said. Yeah. The truth technically is the word of God, and we're going to hit more on that later. But unless you know the truth, you don't really know why you need to put it on. That's right. And that's something we've talked about a lot, Steph, is Mm -hmm. Google yeah. scripture yeah. on things that you battle with and put them on note cards mm-hmm. and and just keep those note cards on you and read that scripture daily throughout the day. And that is, in essence, putting on the belt of truth yes. because you are putting the truth of God's word in you. That's right. And if you're putting on the belt very first thing in the morning, then a good way that you can do it practically is to start praying the truth over yourself. And we've talked a little bit about how to do that in the past, but it could be something as simple as, God, help me have the eyes to see the things that you see today. Give me strength to attack any arrows that the enemy's going to throw at me. With your help, I can accomplish and conquer all things. You know, there's no like magic thing you have to say, but you're just speaking the truth over yourself and you're covering yourself before you ever walk out the door. That's right. Yeah. So the second piece of the armor we're going to talk about is the breastplate of righteousness. That's an important piece. It is. And you kind of mentioned it. The belt holds up the breastplate of righteousness, the shield that we put around our chest. You know, if you're really talking from a practical standpoint. Mm -hmm. Which protects our organs, our heart. Yes. And that is the key component here. It really is. It's to protect the heart Mm -hmm. from 
all the toxic that we take in every day around this world. And so that is something so important to have. So Susie's, Susie's right. Righteousness means to be made right. Yeah. And that's why we want to wear it to protect our hearts. Yeah. Because if our heart is protected, we make better decisions. Mm-hmm. We think more clearly. Yeah. And we, the way I can just think of it, I think of like a surgeon, you know, when they're doing a heart transplant, you know, mm-hmm. they take out the old heart, they put in something new, mm-hmm. they put in something that works better, that mm-hmm. beats stronger. Mm-hmm. And so if we protect our hearts, then we live a more stronger life. Right. And, you know, if you come from a place where, you know, you feel like you've had a tough childhood or upbringing and yeah. haven't known the Lord and it's like, how do I renew my heart, if you will? You know, a lot of that can come from putting the Word of God into yourself again, that belt of truth. Yeah, yeah. And as you learn the Word of God and that com- becomes more a part of you, then you start to have a new heart. The Scripture tells us that what comes out of the mouth, you know, is, is from the heart. Yeah. That's right. And so... It's it's what goes in is what comes out. So mm-hmm. if you put in good, and that's that's through your eyes, through your ears. Yeah. You know, what are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you reading? Right. And so that is how you can bring yourself to a place of righteousness once you have given and surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. <clears throat> dive into His Word. Well, you just I think you know hit it on the head when you said the only way to be righteous is if you have a relationship with Jesus because you don't know any difference. That's right. Because Jesus is the only righteous human that ever walked this earth. And so if we are to mirror Jesus and be righteous, we must first have him and accept him into our heart. And so one thing that all of you listening out there have to remember too, with every piece of the armor of God, it is a continuing daily thing. It is. So you have to put this on every day and it's kind of like continuing education Yeah. because you're not going to know how to be righteous right away. You're not going to know how to speak God's truth right away. You have to practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Even when you don't feel like it, you have to practice it. Right. And that's really where, you know, help comes into play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I put on the armor of God daily. You know, just kind of go through my morning prayers, each piece of the yeah, armor. And so in the beginning, I had to, you know, be reminded. Sometimes I would forget. But the more you do it, it just becomes more and more natural to do that each morning. Yeah. And if you have a hard time, just ask a trusted person for help. You know, they can speak <laughs> righteousness over you. They can speak truth over you. It's your job to receive it. That's right. But ask for help. Yes. I'm laughing because that's hard for me. <laughs> it's uh, hard for all of us, Susie. <laughs> we just had that conversation not too long ago. It's hard for all um, of us. You know, you get into a hard place, and, and, and the reality is sometimes you just don't feel like praying. Yeah. And that's that's when you got to ask for help. Yeah. And that's true, too, for putting on your armor. It is. Reaching out and asking for help. It is. The third piece of our armor, Susie, is the gospel of peace, which is in the form of shoes. shoes. Yes. <laughs> and I love this imagery. Because if you think about it, every step that we take could be life-giving or life-threatening. And so we have to know what kind of ground we're walking on. That's right. Yeah. So important. And so the feet, let's talk, let's talk about what that looks like. The feet of peace. So for me, whenever, if I'm thinking more practical terms here, if I'm getting dressed in the beginning of my day, what kind of shoes I choose determines how I feel at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. 
It depends on how sturdy my walk is throughout the day. It depends on how comfortable I am throughout the day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> These are silly illustrations, but as it is, women, we can kind of understand yes, the illustrations. Some yes. shoes just hurt. And others are comfortable. And there's some shoes that I will never pick up ever again <laughs> because of the discomfort it brings. Yes. And the consequences it brings. So let's talk about how we put on the, the feet of peace. So let's talk about what does that actually mean? Um, really, it's about learning how to walk in the gospel. And so what is the gospel? Everything's going to kind of point back to the word of God. Yes. Everything does tie back to that, but it applies differently based on how we use the word of God. Yeah. And so we can't walk in peace unless we, again, have a relationship with Jesus or at least know who Jesus is because people who have never received Jesus can have peace yeah. because the Holy Spirit is going to be trying to reach them right. in the form of peace. But to be intentional with walking through peace takes a lot of intentionality with knowing who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what well, are some ways that you walk in peace, Susie? Well, I heard, let me untie my tongue. <clears throat> I heard of an illustration about uh-huh. the shoes that the Roman soldiers would wear back then, which applies to this. Yeah. And they had little like spikes on the bottom of their shoes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think about the terrain that they walked through. It was tough terrain. It, it could be slippery. It could be slick, you know, and it just allowed them to steady their feet. It, mm-hmm. it, like it helped them to be more firm in, mm-hmm. in their standing. So, you know, to do that is to dig into the word, to dig into the gospel, like you said. Yeah. And for me, when I am in those places of unrest in the midst of storms or anxiety, for me, it's going to a place of worship, That's good. which I like to call my warship and That's right. putting on worship music and just kind of steadying myself in the truth of his peace helps to just kind of bring a calm to things. Mm -hmm. And so that's a great way to experience peace when everything around you feels like it's coming undone. Yeah. And for walking in the peace, representing the gospel, what is the gospel really? You know, it's more about the moment that you accept Jesus into your heart. Mm -hmm. You have been forgiven. You know, you have received forgiveness. And so I know whenever I'm struggling in me, just knowing that God has forgiven me, and he has fought the good fight for me, that brings peace. Yes, absolutely. I mean, he's done the hard work for us. Yeah. And so a lot of times peace is just knowing that someone has went before you and fought the fight. Someone has went before you and restored your broken marriage. Someone has went before you and brought home your, you know, your troubled teenager. Someone has went before you and got you the help to help you, you know, break free from that addiction. Yeah. You know, so... Put it into terms that you understand, like what are you currently battling? And just knowing that Jesus died on the cross for that thing. And because he died on the cross, it gives us hope that we will make it through another day. And so whenever I wear my shoes of peace, that's what I think about. Like, you know what? This trouble will not last forever. That's right. Because Jesus will come back for us. You know what? What gives me peace is knowing that he died for my sickness. So therefore, any kind of sickness or pain that I feel in my body it's already been fought for. Yeah. So I know that I can walk in the peace knowing that he died for that. Yeah. And so that's what helps me is just going back to the cross and visualizing Jesus panting for breath. Yeah. And asking God, you know, for help and yeah. knowing though he's doing the good work. And so that just helps me think about my problems aren't near as bad as what Jesus had. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's, that's a good thing to do. I, yeah. I do that often. Yeah. I think about what 
what Jesus suffered for me. Oftentimes I don't want to do what I feel like God is asking me to do or Mm. just to be obedient in the moment. And again, this has to do with the shoes to stand firm because our enemy, if he can push us around, you know, if we're on slippery ground, having those shoes firmly planted, then in those moments when I don't want to be obedient or to follow through with what's ahead or to face a cancer diagnosis or divorce, whatever may be going on, remembering what Christ did for me on the cross gives me the strength to say, okay, you did that for me, then I can do this. I can stand in this and I can face it because I know you're with me. Amen. Amen. Another fun illustration that came to my mind for all you sports fans out there, you know, think about a football player, you know, they wear cleats. Most athletes wear cleats, Mm -hmm. no matter the sport. And so the only time that football players get their feet taken out from underneath them is if they're in the air, they're jumping, they're running, they're Mm -hmm. not planted. Right. But those shoes they wear helps them stay planted. Mm -hmm. Dig in. Yeah. And so that's just another illustration that comes to my mind. I'm like, okay, I have to be careful where I place my next step because the enemy can come and swipe my footing out from underneath me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So the next piece of armor we're going to talk about is the shield of faith. Mm, That's an important one. Well, it's all important. Yeah, it's all important. (laughs) But the first thing I think about when I think of a shield is how heavy it is. It can be heavy. Yeah. And think about what it takes to have faith. Yeah. You are walking around with this heaviness on you. But the shield of faith is to take the place of that. And what is the shield of faith, Susie? Oh, the sh- well, that is like, our, it's our act of faith. Yeah, and I mean, it is. It, it, it's what can protect us from the fiery darts because the enemy, mm-hmm. he will throw fiery darts at us. He does that. Think about those thoughts that just jump into your brain at just the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> that encourage you to falter. The shield of faith is something that can extinguish those fiery darts mm-hmm. because when the lies come flying in like an arrow, then our faith can say, no, this is not true. Mm -hmm. You know, the word tells us that weapons will be forged against us. So we will come under attack. I mean, even just the scripture here in Ephesians, it says that the enemy does come against us, which is the purpose for this armor. And it is our faith in Christ, no matter what we're walking through, that shields us from those lies Mm -hmm. the enemy is shooting at us. Yeah, so think about an army. You watched all these movies on wars. Mm-hmm. They all have shields protecting exactly. them from arrows, from yeah. javelins, all the stuff. Well, and what I think is cool is there's a formation. It's called the turtle formation. And that, yes. this is why it's so important for you to have people in Christ who can yep. do battle with you. Because let's face it, sometimes the battle is so fierce mm-hmm. that we just can't. Yeah. Um, there's no way we could succeed on our own. And that's we right. have to have people in Christ to fight with us. And that's what the turtle formation is. I love if that you image. think about it, is a shield was probably about four feet tall and maybe three feet wide. Yep. And they would hold these shields and they would stand in a circle back to back so that these shields made a, a wall around you. And then the soldiers on the inside would lift their overhead Mm -hmm. and so think of a turtle shell yeah and that's exactly how they would protect themselves when they came under fierce battle and so when you are under fierce battle under fierce attack let's just say you are facing a cancer diagnosis you need that turtle shell formation to get your sisters in christ around you bring their faith with your faith and just create that wall create the wall and 
pray, speak life into your situation and know that God is bigger than whatever that you are going through. And the shield is a defensive piece of the armor. Yes. And we only hold really one offensive piece. And we're going to get to that here in a moment. But I'd say that our shield is a very important piece. It is. It is. And Let's talk about how you get that faith. Faith, The word says that it comes only by hearing the word. That's right. Again, back to getting in your word. Notice how everything kind of comes back to that. And it's not by accident. No, it is not not by accident. Mm -hmm. And so our next one we're going to talk about is the helmet of salvation. And like Susie said, they're all so important. Yeah. But this is probably one of my very favorite ones. Yeah. And I think it's because there's... Well, first, let's talk about what it is. And then I'll share why it's my favorite. And so... The helmet of salvation, obviously, it's a protection over your head. Mm-hmm. You know, why do wow. soldiers wear helmets? Why do athletes wear helmets? Yeah. It's to protect what's underneath it. Yep. And so why it's, why it's so important to me and why it's my favorite is because of all the mental health that is going on in this world. Mm. And we don't know how to protect our minds. Yeah. And the enemy, the word says, the enemy will attack your mind. That's why it talks about how we have to renew our thoughts daily. Yeah. Because the enemy lives. That's the only, really only place he knows how to really take us down. Oh, well, that's as we've the talked about place. in in our The Siege yeah. series that we did is the battlefield is in the mind. Yeah. Romans 12, 2 tells us not to conform to the pattern of the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. That's right. Because that is where the battlefield is. And again, it's we got to surrender your thoughts to Scripture, and you have to know Scripture in order mm-hmm. to surrender your thoughts to them, which is how you put out the fiery darts that the enemy throws at you with your shield is, think that's Scripture. You yes. kind of come back up with Scripture, and it's the that's same right. with our mind, the battle of our thoughts, yep. which is the toughest battle I think we face because... You know, those negative thoughts that are constantly coming in, those thoughts of doubt, I can't do this. Yep. You know, the scary diagnosis is, you know, maybe your marriage is in deep trouble and divorce is looking like it's the only thing that's going to come next. Right. You know, that is when you've got to put on that helmet of salvation and just keep speaking God's word over your situation because yes. God's word is truth. The enemy is here to steal, kill, and destroy and deceive us. And so he's going to be shooting those fiery arrows through our mind, which are the lies. And he does that because he knows God's word. That's right. He knows that it's the truth. Better than most of us do. Yes, and that's why he works so hard. And think about the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness. Those two things alone protect our minds and our hearts. Yeah. The two things that you need God to save you from the most. Yeah. And so those two pieces work, like you said, they work together so well. Yeah, they really do. Mm-hmm. So important to put on that helmet. Protect your mind, your thoughts each day. It is. It is. And then our favorite, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> they're all our favorite. They're all our favorite. But this this is the power. Well, this is one of the most powerful pieces. I'll yep. tell you about the next The sword of the spirit. That's right. Man, this just makes me want to chop away, slay yeah. away. So this was obviously be the word of God. Right, which tells us right there in the scripture, yeah. which is the word of God. That's right. And so why is it in the form of a sword, Susie? Because it cuts mm. to, the scripture tells us that, you know, it cuts to the bone and the marrow. Yes. You know, it cuts through. It penetrates. There it is. Yes. Uh-huh. Deep into our core. Yeah. It changes us. 
from the inside out. You can only do that if you are able to penetrate our hearts. Yeah. And so from a, you know, defensive weapon, I mean, you know what a knife does, you know what a sword does. Right. You know, I like another, I mean, there's a lot of swords that you can hold with one hand, but to get the most use out of a sword, because they're heavy. Think about a true sword. It's really heavy. They're made out of whatever, (laughs) steel, iron, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. It takes both hands to hold that sword. And I love that imagery because it's going to take all of you to fight off the enemy every day. Because if you have one free hand, sometimes that's just enough to distract you from doing other things. So you want to make sure that you are all in God's word to be aware at all times. Right. And that's, you know, one hand on the sword, one hand on the faith. There you go. The shield. You got to hold up that shield. That's right. And so our, our sword is the only piece of the armor that's both defensive and offensive because it fights off our enemy with the word of God. And then of course we defend ourselves with the word of God. And Jesus modeled this so well in scripture, whenever he fought off the enemy in the wilderness, he attempted him three times there. And he used, he didn't like try to bargain with Satan. No, he just spoke God's word. He sure did. And that's all it took. Satan said, you know, well, you can do anything, turn these stones to bread. And, and, Jesus said, it is written. It is Man written. should live on the word of God. Yeah, not on bread alone. Yeah, not on bread. It is written. So he, and that's what he said each time. It is written. written meaning it's in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. So even Jesus illustrates for us how to dem- how he demonstrated yeah. the use of the Because shield. of God. I mean, Jesus won't do anything or tell us to do anything that he has not done himself. That's right. That's why God sent him to this earth. To mirror it for us. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you go on, so the the sword of the Spirit is the last piece that it gives you. But the very next verse in verse 18, it says, pray in the Spirit at all times mm-hmm. and on every occasion. And so prayer isn't officially a part of the armor of God, but I think it's a very important seventh piece of the armor. It is one of the most important aspects because prayer is the power that can change the trajectory of your life. Power changes the trajectory of your life. Think about that. That is a powerful statement. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing that comes to my mind when you say that, Susie, is nowhere in the armor of God was there a muzzle. (laughs) There was nothing covering our mouths. No, man. Right? <laughs> so we are supposed to use our voices in the form of prayer. Speak that truth out. Yeah, absolutely. And so, call out for help. Uh, you know, I've heard it said, and I agree with this, that prayer activates the armor of God. Yes. Prayer activates the armor of God. And not just God help me or, oh, God, help me to have a good day. And, you know, if that's all you can get out, then that's a that's good prayer. Good. That's a good start. But. As we grow and mature in Christ, our prayers need to grow and mature with us. I mean, a baby doesn't live on the bottle its whole life. Eventually, it gets to milk and potatoes. And so what this looks like is we need strategic prayer. Yes. The Philippians tells us in chapter 4 that we are to go to God through prayer and petition, through prayer and petition. When you think about when you go to a court, you, you petition the court. In that paperwork, you put very specific things that you're petitioning the court for. 
So think about that. Petition God specifically. What are scriptures that fit your situation Mm -hmm. that you want to present to God? That's right. There is heavenly courts. There are heavenly courts. Yes. And so, you know, I would recommend the book Fervent by Priscilla Shire. It's a great one. She I mean, the whole book is about strategic prayer, and she takes things from our life, whether it's our identity, our relationships, our calling, and she gives you the perspective from the enemy. If I were the enemy, this is what I would do, or this is what I would say. And then she discusses what our strategic prayer, our battle plan can look like and how to pray over those things. And so along with putting on the armor, let's not forget that prayer, strategic prayer is such an important piece of that because it activates the armor for sure. Yes. And just remember, every piece of the armor comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ and knowing how to use them takes practice. Absolutely. This has been so good. I Stephanie. love this topic. I do too. And I love teaching. Yep our girls how to battle and and to defend themselves yeah. because the enemy's just a big old bully. He is. He is. But we have all the power and authority Indeed. that we need to defend him. That's so right. girls don't forget each morning to jump up and put on your armor to defend yourself That's from right. the enemy each day. And thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you again next time. But until then, be sure to like and share this podcast. Warriors Arise is on a mission to deliver a message of hope and freedom to hurting women. If you'd like to talk with us, you can call us at 405-822-8230. Or you can email us at info at warriorsariseministry.org. Thanks again for joining us. And remember, because of what Jesus did on the cross, you are not fighting for victory, but from victory. Victory.